Welcome back to the Japan Business News and Real Estate Podcast. I'm Pretty Donnelly, Sales and Marketing Manager of Nippon Tradings International. I'll be talking about a few things today. First, Ibaraki is moving up the ladder in attractive prefectures. Japan has plans to boost its falling birth rate. And what exactly is microtourism and will it work? So let's begin. In October 2020, Ibaraki had ranked last among the nation's 47 prefectures for allure and appeal in the online surveys conducted by Brand Research Institute, a consulting agency for regional brands based in Tokyo's Minato Ward. Ibaraki finally pulled out of the basement in a ranking of attractive prefectures as its prefectural government used social media to promote a cycling course it constructed around Lake Kasumigora while touting local agricultural produce. It's about to get a whole lot better. Hitachinaka Seaside Railway Company, an Eastern Japan local railway, won Transport Ministry approval to build a 3.1-kilometer extension that would connect its Ajigora station to Hitachi Seaside Park. An unusual move in a country where many small railways are struggling. The extension will give better access to the park, which usually draws 2 million visitors annually, and, of course, it will also help with daily activities. Japan's falling child population hit a record low after falling for 40 straight years, according to government data, compounding the country's struggle with its aging population. The child population in Japan peaked in 1954 at 29.89 million. It briefly picked up around the early 1970s, but has continued to fall since 1982. Japan plans to boost its tumbling birth rate by funding artificial intelligence matchmaking schemes to help residents find love. Sachiko Horiguchi, a sociocultural and medical anthropologist at Japan's Temple University, thinks there are better ways for the government to bump up the birth rate than subsidizing AI matchmaking, such as helping young people earning low wages. She pointed to a recent report which suggests a link between lower income levels and the loss of interest in romantic relationships among young Japanese adults. If they're not interested in dating, the matchmaking would likely be ineffective, she told the BBC. If we are to rely on technologies, affordable AI robots taking over household or childcare tasks may be more effective. Analysts have pointed towards the lack of support for working mothers in Japan, where there are strong expectations women will do all the housework and raise children alongside doing their jobs. We know that Japan had been anticipating an influx of big spending foreign travelers to the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. The quadrennial sporting extravaganza was postponed for a year, however, it is now slated to be held in July without any of the estimated 1 million overseas spectators in attendance. 
Meanwhile, domestic travel has been hammered by wave after wave of virus infections that have led to a third state of emergency and a slew of restrictive measures adopted by a growing number of cities and prefectures dealing with crushing blows to hotels and travel agencies as well as air and ground transportation operators. Now, with the country scrambling to tame a fierce fourth wave with new strains that are more contagious and a slow vaccine rollout that is likely to delay the recovery of the economy for years, the sector, considered to be a pillar of the government's growth strategy, is wondering when it can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And when it does, what will the post-pandemic tourism landscape look like? Microtourism, outdoor or adventure tourism, workations, and sustainable tourism are among the buzzwords that have appeared over the past year as new travel trends emerge in an era of social distancing. The goal is to thrive in an increasingly competitive global market, to enhance the quality of hospitality to increase customer spending and satisfaction. In that sense, microtourism has the potential to transform the mindset of both travelers and the destinations that accept them. Although it's unclear whether the concept will take a firm hold after the pandemic. With long distance travel frowned upon, a growing number of hoteliers and municipalities have been calling for residents to seek out accommodations and tourist attractions only one or two hours away from their homes as a means to energize local economies while minimizing virus contagion risks. Hoshino Resorts Company CEO Yoshiharu Hoshino, for example, has been leading a proponent of microtourism or staycations. In the absence of inbound travelers, the head of one of Japan's largest and most well-known operators of luxury hotels and Ryokan argues that now is the time to focus on domestic tourists, who spent a combined total of 22 trillion in 2019. That's compared to 4.8 trillion yen spent by inbound foreign travelers in the same year. This is according to the Japan Tourism Agency. Some statistics show that the idea is catching on. According to the Tohoku District Transport Bureau, the number of residents from the northern Tohoku region that sought accommodations within the region's six prefectures, Akita, Ayamori, Fukushima, Iwate, Miyagi, and Yamagata grew 11.1% between July and December last year, compared to the same period the previous year. Akira Ide, an associate professor at Kanazawa University, says the success of the concept depends on whether such sites and accommodations can draw repeat visitors a prospect that would require the coordinated efforts of both municipalities and local hospitality hosts. Outdoor recreational activities have been flourishing as people avoid crowded and cramped spaces and seek fresh air. Camping, for example, has seen a revival these past several years thanks to the introduction of various new options including solo camping and glamping glamorous camping, which offers luxury tent stays complete with food and amenities. 
Sales of fishing gear are also robust, while the number of those acquiring boating licenses hit a 15-year high last year as more Japanese take to the waters. The Yano Research Institute estimates the domestic outdoor business market size in 2020 at 489.5 billion yen, 19, and expects sales to remain strong in the years to come. Camping has been in the limelight as a relatively safe pastime, for it takes place outdoors, with only family members or without anyone around. These keywords are considered to lower risks for infection, and camping is one of the few recreational activities that can achieve these conditions. Under the circumstances, Hiroki Nakashita, Assistant Manager of Japan Airlines Planning and Tourism Promotion Division, says the company has been collaborating with travel agencies and hotels and Ryokan to offer workation packages and rooms offering private hot springs that allow guests plenty of personal space. The renewed focus on workations and travel plans off the beaten path came as COVID-19 and remote working brought business travel to a screeching halt, hitting the revenues of airlines, bullet trains, hotels, and rental car companies. While reports indicate Japan plans to introduce vaccine passports to make it easier for people who have been inoculated against the virus to travel internationally, especially those on business, the scale of the program and when the measure will be implemented remains unclear. As business travel falters and teleworking becomes the norm, workations appear to be growing in popularity. Co-living services with hotels, hostels and guest houses are becoming increasingly popular. The question is, when the pandemic is over, will corporations revert back to their old work habits or adapt to a more sustainable working environment? It's believed that wealthy tourists from neighboring Asian countries traveling privately or in small groups will likely lead the way, as well as those with special interests such as skiing or watching kabuki. It may take some years for inbound travel to be restored to pre-pandemic levels, meaning the government's goal to attract 60 million foreign visitors by 2030 will likely be delayed. That's it for this episode, folks. Thanks again for listening. We are a Japanese proxy, helping foreigners access properties in the second largest real estate economy in the world for investment purposes and for personal use. At NTI, this is Pretty, keeping you informed of the latest trends, business news, and featured properties in the Japanese real estate market. If you are new to the Japanese property market and have questions, we are always happy to talk shop. Drop us a line at info at nippontradings.com.